Welcome to Dragon Talk. 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 Yay, Dragon Talk. This is the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Really yeah. excited to be here and yeah. sing along with y'all. On this beautiful spring day. This is Greg Tito. That's Shelly Mazanobo. Hi. Killing it from the top rope. Killing it. In this spring edition of Dragon Talk. In fact, we are recording this in uh, the past because Shelly is not here because she's on spring break. This is actually a, 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 a simulacrum of Shelly. I'm a hologram. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are Hello. you? I am hollow, Shelly. <laughs> are you hollow inside? I'm hollow like a dead, empty husk. Like a Mothrigan. Yeah, that's right. Um, even though I'm on vacation, spring breaking, still bringing you the dragon talks. That's right. Because the dragon doesn't stop. Happen. The dragon talk doesn't stop, except for dragon. you know when it does. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't often, but it isn't often. Here we are. We have had a lot of episodes. We're getting up there. This is uh, nearing almost four hundred. Very exciting. My goodness, we're gonna have to have another party. Yeah, we're gonna party it up at four hundred for sure. And it is a party on this episode because we get to talk to two amazing folks from Girls Run These Worlds. Uh, including Ryu and Ava. Amazing folks. Yeah, doing amazing things. So really excited for y'all to get an earful on what they've been working on. Right. And it feels like I've been hearing about Girls Run These Worlds for a long, long time, um, but it's they're coming up on their year anniversary, and it feels like they've been I know. a big part of this space for that entire year. Yes. Well, you also live with... A bunch of girls trying to run these worlds. So maybe that's why it feels like it's been forever. That's true. That's true. For you, it I has. Always making the girls um, uh, and their worlds happen either on the basketball court or on the table or playing chess or playing Minecraft. Uh, and we're really excited about the Minecraft D&D DLC that is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. The folks making that look uh, like they have spent a lot of care in bringing uh, iconic locations from the Forgotten Realms to life, including Candlekeep and, uh, you know, so many uh, amazing areas from the Revel's End, the Icewind Dale, even the crashed um, Mind Flayer ship in uh, Rime of the Frost Maiden is there in Minecraft. So it's super cool, cool to see all that. And we'll be able to all play along uh, in the coming months. Yeah. But very cool partnership. I love seeing these things happen. I think yeah. it's just all audiences on both sides are going to love it. There's a lot of tendrils uh, between Minecraft and D&D, right? Or the kind of survival RPG aspect of of uh, Minecraft and, you know, the bo- they both have giant spiders, for example. True, true. Yeah. And now you can use... The monstrous compendium uh, that many of the designers at the D&D studio worked on to include uh, Ender Dragons, Endermen, and, uh, of course, the Creeper in your oh. D&D game. And that can be fun as a one-shot or just as an interesting monster that fans of uh, Minecraft and D&D might recognize. They're trying to claim those. No, I've claimed them myself. 
I just want people to make the sound effect of the creeper whenever they blow up. Um, you should yeah. take that recording and use it as a sound uh, effect you in your do, game. Do you do uh, a professional sound? Does Here's a windshield wiper. Not on your sweet car. Maybe on mine. <laughs> That's what mine sounds like. <laughs> That's what yours sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like a banshee of innersion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. An, an Irish banshee, of course. Anyway, what were we talking about? D&D. <laughs> it's the best segue ever. Uh, yeah. Super exciting to add sound effects into your game. <laughs> Just this, well, this uh, episode has got tons of them. Welcome all you new listeners <laughs> to the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is like one of the old ones where you would, we would just go on tangents talking about Bert and Ernie and uh, R2-D2 talking to yeah, each other. Yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. But now are the days where we get to chat to people who are making this space a more uh, inclusive and amazing uh, storytelling opportunities. So I'd love to throw it to uh, Ryu and Ava from Girls Run These Worlds and find out exactly how they are running these worlds (laughs) and how they can encourage other girls to run these worlds. Let's do it. Everyone, let's welcome Ryu and Ava to Dragon Talk! Yay! Yay! So excited that you are here from Girls Run These Worlds, a wonderful uh, uh, collective uh, production studio making, streaming, and and things happen in the TRPG space. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, appreciate the the invite. Thank you, thank you. Yes, very excited to talk to you and about the awesome work that you do. And I think probably a great place to start is to talk about Girls Run These Worlds and what exactly it is. What is the mission behind this uh, this collective, as Greg says? I really like that. Maybe, Ryu, you, we can start with you. Uh, of course. So, um, Ryu, Director of Technical Productions over there at Girls Run These Worlds, um, and... I don't even know how to start, but it was a whirlwind that Sarah came to me, which is someone that I just played a game with once. And then she came to me with some wild idea of, hey, do you want to put together a production studio? It might be crazy. Yeah, sure. Sign me Slacking sticks up. <laughs> <laughs> There's the first one. There was. We were like 60 <laughs> seconds in. I love it. Oh, Guys, I don't go to this store. Rock. You are, you are my people. Fracking, <laughs> rocking, awesome. <laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah, sure. Um, the mission specifically is uh, to put women in films in the storytelling seat um, with a prioritizing, uh, with pri- prioritizing of uh, BIPOC creators so we have more people with my faces in the seat controlling the stories or telling the stories or running the stories that are being told so that's exactly what we set out to do nice. and you're doing it and how and long it doing was, it how long ago was that i want you to know if uh, april 20th will be our one year anniversary it's only oh. been a year it's wow. been a year it's like been a literally, year. it's capital been a year. Y. <laughs> capital Y E A R. 
Um, wow. Okay, so I kind of want to know what happened in that one game that Sarah was like, hey, you, me, let's start a production company oh, together. <laughs> probably because I, I, as a player, I, I make uh, kitchen sink characters. So mm-hmm. my character was supposed to do all kinds of shenanigans. Um, and most of the game, I just spent begging her to let me do a thing because... <laughs> My dice were not letting me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, so between that and previous conversations and me being a variety streamer on my own, she was like, surely you can bring something awesome to the table. And that's where I stuck with the production part. So um, if you, if we're out there live, that's it me, it me helping doing things. I did it. <laughs> I love that title, technical uh, production, director of technical productions. It's such yes. a, it's, it's so it's fancy. A, it's so fancy, but it is that catch all term of like, I make this stuff work, mm-hmm. right? Like, and there's a lot of troubleshooting, a lot of tech stuff, but it's also oh, just yeah. yes. scheduling and helping, you know, people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, work through whatever problems or emergencies that seem to pop up with every Training single. Training new producers and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, what's that like? Getting people be like, all right, I can't be there at everything. I need you to. I need to delegate a little bit. Um, scary, uh, <laughs> in the sense of it's only scary for me because I'm I'm allowing, allowing cheese. I'm teaching someone everything that I know in a small snippet, and you either have it or you don't when it comes to the tr- troubleshooting in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I can't teach you that, but I can teach you how to do everything correctly and hope for the best later. Right. So that I just give you all my brain power and hope for the best. <laughs> like a good dungeon master. I was way, gonna right? say, yeah. well, maybe we can trade up dungeon masters like that. <laughs> That's what we've uh, been doing with you, Shelly, this whole time. I'd be like, yeah, you know, here you go. Now you have all the training, and then yes, in eight years, you two can finally be ready. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure from that. Eight <laughs> years of weekly training. That's a, it's a long time in the chrysalis, oh, but mean, you are now a butterfly. I'm like a moth. More, but you know, wow. we're getting we're earning, also earning those equally wins. as beautiful and important. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's just true. like you know, a little fuzzier. But uh, and uh, Ava, so you you stepped in as a as a performer uh, and, and and been a part of this. So yeah, what, what was your perspective about coming into Girls Run These Worlds? Um, I honestly didn't have a lot of, I guess, expectations going in. I kind of saw an application for a reuse game on a whim in a, a Discord that we're both um, on for Black Femmes. And just on the sh- sh- um, like the off shot, it's like, okay, well, I'm taking a break from doing a lot of other private games. I kind of want to try something new. Let's try it out. I didn't think Ryu knew of me. <laughs> Because we didn't talk that much, <laughs> but apparently she liked how I talked in the Discord enough to be like, "Yeah, I want her to be a permanent headache for me." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I've had that permanent headache ever since I joined. Literally around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on the show. Roll for luck. Uh, yes. What uh, what what character do you play there? So for Roll for Luck, I play a Dex Paladin named Samir, who is like most characters I play because I like to keep to a trope. A uh, team mom uh, who essentially she plays straight lace because everyone else in the party tends to be a bit more chaotic than I personally uh, 
Well, I I'm say this as I love chaotic characters. However, as a Virgo, it stresses me oh, out way too wow. much. Wow, <laughs> whoa. You can do that? It's ugh, it's a part of my everyday playing um, D&D. Just everyone's chaotic. I have to be like, no, I have to be the stable force right now. <laughs> so team mom right now. <laughs> but you chose this game. I, okay. <laughs> That- you also chose me. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Seems like you're choosing her to play against type, which is, you know, that's the role playing challenge right there. We need Dr. Yeah. Megan to come back and talk about this. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I'm not a Virgo, but I, I suspect there's got to be some Virgo rising somewhere because mm-hmm. I crave that like, organization that Virgos yes. are so good at. But I too like chaos when I play. I don't, and I I think I've, with Dr. Megan's help, listening to her talk about why we choose to play the types of characters we choose, but I do think it's because I don't get to do that in real life mm-hmm. because I, I got to keep it together, <laughs> but it feels so good to just play characters that are just making terrible decisions and not thinking about it and just going through the world, just like, oops, did I just drop a fireball? Sorry, oh, I'll clean that up later. It's like, it's amazing. It's so freeing. It. You would think that I would be, I would want to lean into that more, especially because I'm a military child. So again, I would want to rebel from that strict organization, but it just, it's never occurred to me ever. It's just always been mainly straight-laced, usually leaning towards lawful neutral, I can look away from chaos if I need to, but otherwise, <laughs> it's like, please don't have me involved. <laughs> I just I like need it. to have a nice, quiet area to nap. <laughs> me, an actual chaotic neutral rogue in real life. Oof. <laughs> yeah. That, that yes. was what I was thinking, too. <laughs> no, yeah. that's fun. Um, but I, ha- I have had fun playing the in the one-shots and stuff, do like the, the more straight-laced order-based paladin. You know, usually it's that, like, nope, a knight uh, uh, trope that is, that is can be fun in, in short doses, at least for me as the chaotic person. Yeah. I actually bring some chaos to the order, which is, you know, also exactly. fun. Mix things up. <laughs> right? And then, okay, so, Ryu, you refer to yourself as a chaos mistress. Yes. You're the, the dungeon mistress for Roll for Luck. Yes. So what's um, a, can you tell us a little bit about the story of Roll for Luck. And and I'd love to learn a little bit about what your style is. Wow. How to put in a in a very small shot class of my style. Um, okay. So Roll for Luck itself is literally fine. I'll do it myself. Um, a kind of game where I made the world that they're running through, which is Amagarth, which kind of is based off the word uh, amalgamation of literally all the things that I love about video games, anime, anything that I could find, there's probably a nod to it in that world. Um, and I basically bring them the bones of a sandbox and it's player driven more so than a story already made in my head. Uh, for instance, the story we're currently on is a battle of the bands where they met our version of BTS and had a drinking <laughs> contest and Keonce <laughs> got kidnapped 
And now they have to find Keyonce so that she can do her surprise performance at the Battle of the Bands. I want you to know, I didn't write any of that down before we started our first episode. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I literally bring the bones and, uh, um, and the Chaos Mistress is just me driving the bus as the players make the story. Okay. I have an idea. I have an overall what things could happen. But it's literally a day in the life of would-be adventurers maybe heroes eventually we don't know mm-hmm. yes that's up to that. you ava that's my dm style <laughs> so difficult right have have a few bullet points and then be like all right it's up to you you I get work on bullet points <laughs> that's why okay i need and to i pet. don't get when dms do that me neither ava i, I don't like, get it I'm how could need, you do that <laughs> we need to dig in a little bit more because when you <sighs> mention the bones mm-hmm. so the bullet i'm points just are curious the bones. Yes. Okay. But like, what specifically? Like, can you just give some examples of like this is a bone versus like just just (laughs) as a a point of comparison between like how we got from this bone to they have to rescue Keonti. You know, I would love to know that road specifically because I don't know how (laughs) we got here. I have an answer for the Keonti bit. So whenever I am in a game. I like to be a type of gremlin where I want Beyonce inserted into the story in some way. Don't we all? If you talk with my partner, every time he's running a game, I always (laughs) have to include Beyonce in some way, shape, or form (laughs) to the point that there was one game in particular where he banned me from putting her in the list of things to be included because it was just happening way too often. It's like, no, we cannot this time. We we uh, just put her into Vampire Masquerade. We just can't do this right now. I like it. She's like a an Easter egg. A very well, obvious yeah, she's Easter egg. She's Easter like egg. your Easter egg. I like it. Yeah. Uh, when I say I bring the bones, I mean I bring the bullet points, the bones, the, the story, the setting, and um, what their not goal so much as um, the next leg of whatever part of quest or thing that they need to do next and then they tell me how they get there depending but they don't know what that is it's they do know but not yet like they're running through their character situation um the the meetup the the bts thing was wild it that happened (laughs) from one of the the newer players that came to rofilak uh brie who i guess their easter egg is now bts and everything um and now now we have and right off the bat the the character well i don't remember all of them but i do remember myself and dk were immediately like and one of them is gonna be uh an orc i was like yeah yeah it's the lead they're the lead singer um that's all we wanted that's all we needed (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i bring the bones as in Here's where you are. This is your current setting. Uh, what would you like to do? Whoa. Yeah. That's so freeing. Um, mm-hmm. Did it take you a while to get to this place as a dungeon master, dungeon mistress, uh, chaos mistress? Or were you mm-hmm. always just like, eh, this seems to work? But so I have, uh, I've got the ada right? So, um, n- no, it didn't take long at all. I, at some point, I've had too many terrible games in my past. And then I've had some good games that turned out to be bad people at the table. So uh, when I say I'm going to do it myself, I said, well, what if the 
if it was more improv and more player-based and not pushing their the the DM's narrative. Right. So that's the that's, and that's why I love that style too, because it becomes so much more of a shared storytelling experience rather than okay, we're on to the next set piece. This is the encounter that I have made for you. And it doesn't feel like there's any agency uh, for the players or the DM, really, because the DM planned it all, you know, three weeks ago, right? Yeah. And so it, it feels like, okay, we go, following a formula doesn't fulfill what I love about this game, right? Exactly. Which is that chaos that comes from... Uh, it's not necessarily not knowing. It's just trusting the fact that it's going to be funny, or fun or fulfilling in some way because of the people you have assembled around you. And that's, that's I think, the really the real important thing there is that you've assembled this group that you trust, right? It's had a couple of uh, iterations and each table has brought something completely wildly different to the story and the table itself and how I'm going to tell the story too. So yeah, for sure. It depends on the trust and the people at the table. Yeah. Now I just want to make sure that Ava, uh, you get uh, to contend against Beyonce at some point, right? Where she... Oh, she ends up being the villain? Oh, she could be gosh. the villain and you don't even know it, right? Like oh, that's... Am I giving you too many good ideas? Me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> She's, a, <laughs> She's a Virgo. She can't, she can't fight I can't against. go against my queen Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Inner party. Then there's like, going to be some inner party conflict. <laughs> a cleric going against their god. Like, oh, but this... I mean, this is... It's kind of a good story. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Feel what free would to steal you that. do? It'll yeah. be fine. Be depressed <laughs> be because, fine. I, because literally that's also happening in a private game right now uh, where at level 17, my cleric is finally having a crisis of faith moment. So that's going to be fun to play later on tonight. <laughs> wow. Whoa. What what was the, the driving force for this crisis of, of faith? So it's been an ever-evolving back of the mind thing uh my character is a cleric of light and her whole kingdom and homeland is very very focused on that faith in that particular deity but then over the years that we've been playing there have been instances of finding out oh the lore of my people was not correct oh the things that are uh essentially like legacy or legendary or faith-based to our god was actually not attested to her um and then just finding out a previous session that the god in question is preparing for a fight that she has no idea about so it's now a question of hey uh what you doing uh are you are you gonna be against what we're trying to do? Like, what's what's happening right now? Also, my my staff that I got apparently from my ancestor and not you could have told me. <laughs> so she is going to be flipping to a grave cleric now. After this point, wow! Light from a light cleric to a grave cleric. Uh, yeah. Oof, yep. It it's going to be a lot of tears tonight. <laughs> Oh that sounds my exciting. makeup is waterproof today. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So level 17, I've actually never played a character that high level before. This this private game I'm playing, I oh, and I don't want to quote it wrong, but I believe we've been playing it for about five years, five wow. to six years. That's amazing. And it's slated to finish 
knock on all wood, finish it this year. Because <laughs> we've been trying to finish it since last year. What's the finish? Like, how do you know? How do you know it's finished? Is it just we we finally have we an say end? It is? We we have essentially an end date for the inverse um thing. Uh, essentially, we have to fight against some gods that are coming through and we have the date of the apocalypse set. So we have to make sure everything is done before that update time. <laughs> so we'll be level 20 at that point, but wow. it's just hammering home. We need to finish this as soon as possible. <laughs> That's incredible. But uh, yeah, it's like when I hear people like both of you talking about your stories, the worlds that you're creating and the players that that you've been playing and all of these different arcs. It just, it makes me realize over and over again, like how many millions of stories there are out there just being told through this game or through TRPGs in general. And it's just like, I just love like these little insight, like these little snippets into your world to just hear like, the way you're talking about this character, I'm like, I would read that book. I would watch that series that stars this character. I, w- I want to see the evolution of how this cleric went from a light cleric to a grave cleric. And it's from a game. Like, it's just not a question, just a statement. Just like, wow, I just appreciate you and the stories that, that you're putting out there. It's amazing. That's definitely how I feel about um, a lot of things. Like, I, I've in I've ingested so much um, actual plays that everybody has, like you said, everybody has different styles of play. Everybody has different styles of playing their character, different ways of building their world from people that do full lore in the background to people like like us that do bullet points and just keep going with the way. And in every sense, in every occasion, I just want more. I just yeah. want to keep watching. I just want to keep listening. So, yeah. And that recognition uh, I love is starting to be out there more, right? You mentioned going to the uh, to the gaming awards this month. Yes, um, I love the fact that there are now award ceremonies for for actual plays, for things, for people what people are doing in this space. Like that's so amazing. I want there to be more of them out there. Yes, we need more. Uh, and personally speaking, we need more uh, BIPOC faces up front, uh, accepting those awards, getting the recognition as well. So, yeah. So you're and you're heading to that event, right? I am. I will be going there uh, uh, on behalf of Girls Money's Girls because we were do- nominated for a diversity award, uh, which is one that the gaming associate, like them themselves, uh, chose us out of however many people. So it's us and five other wonderful people that I'm on stream teams with that I found out later, and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amazing! Is yeah. this like like if if you win, will you make a speech? Like, is it I that hope kind it's of not me? Because I, I again, <laughs> real. I went to school for writing. If you need me to write something, oh, I can. You got a speechwriter. Yeah. This Just is true. make sure to credit me. <laughs> I, you get those index know cards I ready. Right. <laughs> I want to thank the Hollywood Foreign Press. Credit your writers, please. Yes. Yeah, and of course. <laughs> Uh, that's incredible. So just like as we talk about the mission of Girls Run These Worlds and why it's important for representation and inclusivity and uh, diversity, my Easter egg 
is mm-hmm. The Bachelor. Uh, and I do try to drop The Bachelor into every conversation wow. with Greg. But it's relevant. Do you know, there is some hot Bachelor news right now in which the creator of The Bachelor has finally been ousted after like two decades. Um, after finally an investigation about racial discrimination. Is hey. anyone here surprised? Um, but he's gone. And it obviously it's taken too long to get to this point. There is like this weird parallel. And I know Greg's like, I don't see it yet, but it's there. The audience for this show has changed. There mm-hmm. are people who are coming into this franchise and saying, this, I, I don't, this isn't me. Like th- this, your show doesn't represent the, the world in which you live in. Like there are actually minorities that exist in the world. And not everyone is blonde and has barrel curls and a spray tan. It just doesn't exist that way. And so finally, after decades, this, we don't know, this just happened. So I don't know, like, actually, if the show will change. I don't even know if it'll continue, but whatever. It was finally, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a very, to me, like an interesting cultural coup again, where finally, like, they can, you cannot deny the audience of the people who are engaging with your brand or your product or your franchise. You have to listen and you have to, represent and the people watching or playing or engaging have to be able to see themselves in that world and I know it's it's not an easy journey and I know that it's it's hard work and it's not solely up to minorities and people of color to make that that change happen but that's why you're getting nominated for awards and you're getting this recognition and you and and lots of other people in this space so again I guess not really a question more of a statement but (laughs) There, there is, I finally get to make my, like, my parallel comparison. But, I mean, just what, what have you seen, I guess, since starting Girls Run These Worlds? And, like, what has the response been? And, and like, what have you, what have you discovered about, about this? That it was desperately needed. Like, I didn't realize how thirsty people were for uh, women and femmes being in that seat until the, the well went dry and we needed like we are in our first month or two, our um, pitch calendar was filled up to these like no November, December. We've had I, I don't know about the space around me outside of the, the Twitter dramas and everything like that. I only know that everyone that comes to us comes to us with about the same tired look on their face of, mm. oh, my God, you're actually helping. Oh, my God, you're actually doing this. Oh, my God, you're actually able to, you're actually going to put me on, you're actually going to do this, blah, 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 every single time. And that tells me something about all the others that aren't doing what we're doing. And I even come from a place of being very new, not in in general for playing TTRPGs, but being in this realm of actual plays and TTRPGs, I knew that there was an issue because just as a Black person, there's always going to be an issue. But as I started to get to know more people, um, following more people, playing with more people, it was very evident that there was a problem that wasn't being addressed. And even though people were making improvements and steps to address that problem, there was always just one other group who made a very dumb decision. And it's just like, 
why you could have not said anything at all. <laughs> but luckily for every dumb mistake, there are several other better choices that have been made to at least broaden and expand the diversity that we see in this community. Right. It's a, It was a slow change. It still is a slow change. Yeah. Most other studios will do will have their token, either their token woman or their token POC, or their token show that has all of the above and everything else on their lineup is all stark white. So that's not what we want anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Push that aside. We're, we're going to flip that table and make other tokens. But yeah. So for Girls Running Israel, all you have to do is identify as a woman or a femme to sit at the DM's table. Everybody else can sit in the player seat, but yeah. And I think that's really important that you, that it came from, from uh, femme and, and, and BIPOC creators. Like, it's like, no, as you said uh, to start this interview, it was like, I had to do it, right? Yeah. And it, it had it, you know, I didn't see it there and now I'm making it happen. And I think, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons has, has, tried to bring uh you know people of color and, and things on all of our streaming shows and make it all happen but there was that was only going to do so much that was only going to like you know get the door a little bit open and then now right. it's up to the creators to kind of burst it and 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 have it all happen of course we're still supporting Break it down yeah exactly like smash the grass the glass ceiling the glass door the whole house is gone let's rebuild the house <laughs> And make Please. it happen, and I think uh, <laughs> it's really it's really gratifying to see. I mean, honestly, it's I can't believe it's only been a year, but it because it, 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 it feels like this was, um, you know, kind of a, the necessary evolution of of of, of making these spaces more, um, you know, indicative of of what our our culture is like. Exactly. Yeah, I um, I I know that I've talked about this. Extensively on here. No, it's not The Bachelor this time, but it is. About <laughs> I was going to say, kids. no more Bachelor, please. It's about uh-huh. Real Housewives. Uh-huh. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I would have listened. I don't follow the Real Housewives, but I have a friend who gives me every single random like story bit. And also, being in Maryland, I have to know. Oh, Potomac. Potomac I have to know of Potomac. <laughs> don't sleep on Real Housewives of Potomac. They're the best franchise. Uh, I'm, I'm going to work on it eventually. It's just on the get, list. Start, start at season one. Uh, How did we get here? None of this good. I'm, I'm that good, Ryu. I'm that good. <laughs> eventually, you'll all be talking about it. No, no, mm-hmm. no. About kids, again. I love kids. I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. And what I love and hope for is that these eight and nine-year-old girls that I play D&D with do not know a world in which it's wild to see a woman as a dungeon master. Like, this is crazy. Because for them, that's their only experience. They've only had one dungeon master, and it's a woman, um, and they're playing at tables that are filled with women. And these other eight and nine-year-old boys are sitting at tables filled with girls too. So I do hope that we see a world in which they eventually are just like, this is a game, this is just a game, period. Mm -hmm. But do you see, like, are you seeing a shift? Are you noticing like with like the, the people watching the shows, the people who are interacting with your shows, have you noticed there being a shift in in your audience? There, there's more people like me that appreciate Road for Luck specifically, um, and that's truly because we just reset our cast, so it's an all black 
Cass, and then there's Mo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Our wonderful token Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Which I asked if they were okay with that. They are. Um, <laughs> they're okay with being token. Um, and so our audience has shifted to people that wanted to see that, that needed to see that. And uh, people that come to any of the games that we put on. My my Twitter is always banging. Uh, and I keep getting followed by people that I'm like, I'm sorry, you know I exist? What do you mean? <laughs> Excuse you? Who are you? What? Is this fake account? Hold on. <laughs> um, and it's the same thing when I go under our Girls Run These Rose things and I see uh, we're, we're nearly at 1,000 followers on Twitch. Um, we're over a thousand, almost fifteen, I think, on Twitter and all of our other stuff. And like, I—that's how I know this was needed, and we just have to keep going. Like, it's tiring. Yeah. We we have like a profit sharing situation, so it's not the top people that are being paid. Every person that comes to play with us has a bit of a pie, even if it's a little piece. So, that's cool. So everybody's invested. Yeah. Everybody has a little piece, yes. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Well, I mean, uh, as 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 the token white man on this podcast right now, <laughs> um, I'd love to, I mean, this is something I, I, I ask often because it was eye-opening for me to uh, be aware of, uh, you know, bringing more of a spotlight to, to people within this hobby. And it's something I, you know, I'm passionate about. Um, but I know people listening might not know the best way to go about that and might not have, you know, might have good intentions, but do something inadvertently, uh, you know, uh, uh, against that mission, right? And so right. what would you say to folks that like, hey, I thought I was doing the right thing by having a a, a black person or a, a woman join my group. Now you're saying it's token, like, what, what, I can't win. <laughs> how How do you uh, respond to that and make sure people understand, you know, the the right perspective there? It depends on how they ask, because it might have to say a word that I can't say on this podcast. But um, <laughs> we'll bleep it out. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying my soundboard now. Um, <laughs> essentially, yes, you're doing the right thing. So long as you put the call, the cast call out, and you made an effort, you didn't just pick by their name you didn't just pick by what they've been in you didn't just pick by oh your friend circle if your friend circle is only the one then that isn't helping you are um, unfortunately still part of the issue you have to be able to open yourself up to more people in your own circle to be able to put them at the table in the first place so and And to even be able to do that you have to listen to the marginalized voices if you don't listen to their experiences or the advice that they offer, how are you expected to grow? So it comes with listening and learning, but also making sure you're putting in the effort into personally expand. Mm. Exactly. Right. And then too often I see people, I see this conversation online where it becomes defensive or, mm-hmm. or you know, putting up walls, and you're like, no, you just you need to listen. I, I love that. Listen, like any good dungeon master, again, like mm-hmm. listen to your players, internalize what they're saying, what they want, and 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 try to uh, uh, bring everybody on board. I've also learned that if they if their first response is to get defensive, 
that's something on their side that they have to fix. And there is no amount of words that's going to change it in this moment at all. So totally. you can have your puffed out chest, but you can have it over there. I'm just telling you that you're doing it wrong. And I hope the best for you over there. <laughs> block. <laughs> that, block button, that block button is free, baby. <laughs> I love that block button. I use it pretty much daily. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to use it daily with the amount of spam DMs that I get now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thinking about those, the, the nine-year-old future TRPG players, the girls. Um, what, so what, what advice if they... Like, or what could I do to impart on them that they belong here? This is a space for them. What what advice would you have for for anyone who's uh, a woman been presenting that wants to get into this TRPG space and and make it and and feel okay about being here? My my personal advice would be sit at every table that you're invited to. But remember that you have a choice of leaving that table. If it's if something, if you yeah. see the red flag, don't sit there and wait for another one. <laughs> Pop out to it, no, go to a different table. If that one wasn't for you, you will find your your home table. Hmm. That's very sweet. That's really, and that's uh, something that I've noticed uh, happening in the D and D space as a whole, right? Because uh, I've said this a couple times, but like you know, back in you know, in the 70s, when you would, your only experience playing Dungeons and Dragons might be going to a game store or, or you know, having that one game, right? And if it doesn't work out, you might often think that like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons isn't for me. Right. And then bounce off of you it blame and never the come game. back to it. You blame yeah. the game, yeah. right? It's not the game. It's, it's not the, the game. It's, <laughs> it's the people. And then I think what, with the amount of streaming and, and podcasts and the amount of uh, passive consumption of TRPG content out there, People realize that now. Like they realize, like, oh, that one game didn't work, but I know there's one for me out there, and we'll continue to find the right people and coalesce. And it's, in some ways, it's what it's what it's what you did with Girls Run These Worlds, where it was like, all right, well, I've had my experiences. I mean, you mentioned it didn't go good. Now I get to control my own space, and I love that. I love that. That's where we are now because of the representation, because of seeing people like themselves playing out there. It's happening in the hobby all over. I mean, what you what Ryu said is very good point. And I'm just trying to think about my experiences. And I feel like my experience getting into it was a bit weird. So my first ever table was a diverse table, uh, mainly queer um, oh, queer people at the time, mostly femme presenting, except for RDM, who was a white man, and another player who's a white man. But other, otherwise, it was pretty good. Um, eventually some things came out in regards to that DM. So eventually one of the players was like, I can try running it. And that has been the five-year campaign that I've been in ever since. Oh, so that's I've amazing. always just been, I've always been in groups and I try to gravitate to groups that I see some form of connection with, whether it is with my queerness or my people, um, like being a person of color not really caring too much about um, what could be a hindrance. So I think I think the best way to put this is find, don't be afraid to find places that look similar to you. So find places that are familiar. You could always go to a comic or a gaming shop 
And there could be a chance you see a group with a couple of women, a couple of Black people, a couple of gay people. Just start there. And eventually meeting those people, it's going to expand more of the horizon for you. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're out there. You just have to make sure to look. Adding to that, please add discords to that search. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's 2023. You can find a game. You can find a group. You can find a server with like-minded folks uh, that you can game with. And that's where you will probably find the people that, who knows, you might end up being the best of friends afterwards. Right? I found the, the discord that Ryu and I are a part of. I found it on TikTok. About oh, two, about a couple, like maybe two months before Girls Run These Worlds was doing the promotion for Roll for Luck. So it's just a matter of looking in the right places and putting your faith out there. Yep. Using the tools um, yeah. mm-hmm. to, to meet up with folks. And you're right, like mo- most, not most, maybe it is most, games are now happening not in person, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to have that locality uh, of a of a local game shop anymore. You can find that local game shop on Discord, uh, on TikTok, wherever people are gathering. I think that's also had a really great impact in, in having like-minded people come together. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned branching out, Ava, too, and I'd love to hear more about uh, your game, uh, Exquisite Corpse Presents with with the, the Thirsty Sword Lesbians. I've loved that... Uh, you know, the cover, I've seen it. I think I have a, a copy I've ordered uh, that hasn't yet come mm-hmm. in. Um, but yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, sweet. So what's that system like? <laughs> How's it? Yeah, it looks so fun. Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about that system and, and, and what it's been like playing with that group. Um, so it is a power by the apocalypse system. So it's just the two dice, um, the 2D6s that you need. Um, you have playbooks kind of similar to classes, and you can essentially play whatever you want. With Thirsty Sword Lesbian, the purpose of it is to smooch someone or at least have some type of romantic entanglement with someone along the line. Um, the game that I'm playing in right now is an Arthurian uh, retelling of sorts where um, we play um, the children of the Arthur tales. My character oh, cool. is one of two princesses who is the daughter of King Arthur and Queen Ven- um, Guinevere. And we're essentially traveling to try to find Excalibur and uh, maybe unalive uh, evil unicorn that killed our father. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't know if we're actually going to. Maybe we'll try to befriend it. I honestly don't know what was go- what's going to happen at this point. <laughs> and then you're going to smooch it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actually, we did find out that that corrupted unicorn is the mother of one of the players, so maybe not so much. Ooh. Oh. When we found out, it's like, oh, ooh, uh, sorry. <laughs> we may have to kill your mom. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot to unpack oh my there. God. It's very much a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> I love a wild story. Wild, exactly. wild ride. Me Definitely. Too. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I've so we were we talked to somebody on Dragon Talk that must have had it had a connection with Thirsty Sword lesbians or was playing. That's the first time I I heard it, and ever since then, I swear, just the words Thirsty Sword lesbians just pop up in my head, and I'm like, oh, there they are. Just it's <laughs> just it just is so fun. I love hearing. It's a sign that you have to play. It. I think it is because every time I hear somebody talk about, it, I'm like, that's 
That sounds. I that sounds I will awesome. say, coming from someone who has exclusively played uh, Pathfinder or D anD D, don't go in there with that mindset because mm. <laughs> I made a big beefy person, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't fight my way. I have to kiss someone. I I. I'm too much of a thimbo for that. I can't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, be a unicorn. That uh, is that is good advice. I think with with a lot yeah. of of games that aren't in that uh, you know D and D Pathfinder ilk, right? It is very much like you're going to have an experience that is very different. Embrace it, but it's you know, or or kiss it, or smooch it, or don't. But you know, you it is not the same for sure. That's awesome. I think, but and has it enriched though? That, I think that's what's really kind of cool is playing other games. I feel enriches uh, uh, the D and D storytelling uh, that can also happen mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I don't have to, you know, follow along the them bow tropes of, of 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 beating up people with my greatsword. Maybe I can smooch some more folks <laughs> <laughs> in my D and D game, right? <laughs> Exactly, and I live by that truth of I will smooch everyone, even if it's a headache for my DM. (laughs) That is for Ryu, and that is for my partner. (laughs) Every I don't know if you know this, but everybody's everybody's queer, and they're all want to kiss each other, and that's exactly (laughs) what they put on our on our safety form. They were like romance extra green. (laughs) (laughs) So far, my character has slept with two people. And maybe kissed others. Mm-hmm. She will not tell anyone. Doesn't kiss and tell. Of course, she's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about it on the stream with you know hundreds, hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of It'll course, be fine. of course. And dragon talk the, after the dark. people know. Oh yeah, Please. party does it. <laughs> Love that. I need to know when y'all get after dark. Please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I'm kind of into it. That's a good show. Um, so I I have to ask Ava again um, about dodging people who ask you to DM. What? Yes. Oh. What? My, my current goal in Girls Run These Worlds is bully Ryu lovingly, uh, be a good player, but also every time Sarah or Ryu or someone else asks me to DM, just, oh, I'm busy. But then it also extends out <laughs> to my other DMs that I've had. It's like, oh, when are you going to run? So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. oh, look, the sky's purple. Well, and just go somewhere else. Wow. Eternally just dodging it forever. <laughs> that was Shelly. That was Shelly for about five, six years, uh, pretty much, Longer. right? Longer, yeah. But that was because I had a terrible experience. And it was, it scarred me emotionally forever. Have you ever so I thought. run, Ava? No, never. I, f- I feel like when people ask me why and they boil it down to, oh, are you just nervous? It's more akin to, I am someone who has always said, I do not want to be a teacher. And as someone who is a trainer in yeah. my like actual work, I don't want to be a trainer. So it's that weird combination of, I'm in charge of gremlins. <laughs> And I don't want to do that because I would want way too much control and just panic way too easily. <laughs> so, which is the reason why I'm dodging it. It's that type of nerves and not just a, oh, I'm just stage fright type of nerves. Yeah. But I Obviously also... Obviously not stage fright. Right. Obviously not. <laughs> I don't, I think that's fine. I think like, there's always the, I, like, a little bit of like, 
everybody should be a, a DM or everyone should try DMing, but I don't think that's true. I think people can, should be happy being players. And that is the contribution. I don't think you have to. Um, so don't I did tell keep them dodging I will, it. I, I did tell them I will strongly think about it this year. And I have been really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I have not given confirmation yet. <laughs> I'm but, still dodging. <laughs> what do you, uh, th- w- w- like, what would it take? What do you th- think it would? Do you want to make like, any announcements like, here like, what, on what, Dragon? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, totally let me ask you this, Ava. Like, what if Beyonce said, "Oh, I've always wanted to play. I've never," and you were the only one I, in the room. <laughs> I would need confirmation from her actual factual manager, Blue Ivy Carter, that she would want to have. Well, that. what if she says, "What if, what if Blue Ivy Carter says, hey, Mom, I think this game D and D sounds awesome. I'd love to learn how to play.'" Then she would also have to run me a check. <laughs> I'm not Take DMing money. for Beyonce for free. <laughs> I like it. All right. So give Respect. me money, Beyonce, and then I'll run a game for you. <laughs> okay. You heard right. it here. Yeah. It was <laughs> kind of an announcement. I love it. <laughs> Beyonce, I know you listen. <laughs> she does. She does. She's one of our subscribers. She's sure. Wait, she's calling yeah. in right now. <laughs> Call her right in. <laughs> 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 We're gonna go full Donahue. All right. <laughs> Microphone. Uh, so, so are you are you are you an ever DM or do you play as well? Uh, as of right now, I have been an ever uh, an evergreen DM uh, because work, actual work, keeps me away from being able to play so many more games that I want to play and run. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, but before I started Roll for Luck, I was a forever player. So, oh. Um, uh, but then, I mean, being in the, the DMC allows me to help the gremlins do what they're going to do. Uh, when I say I get to play, I get I, I make kitchen sink characters. Uh, everything goes into them. Uh, however many classes I think, uh, <sighs> any kind of shenanigans with the feats I put in, um, any kind of shenanigans with backgrounds or whatever else I can throw into this character, I'm... I don't get to play often. I'm going to play this. I think my last character was a Triton pirate who just so happened to turn into the captain. And I I didn't want that. But here we are. I'm <laughs> a captain now. It's fine. I just wanted to shoot things off the side from the water because I wanted to do a swim. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... I mean, I, I feel like there's a personality type there too where you're like, all right, well, if I'm going to play... I'm gonna be the, the you know the best dang player that you ever seen, uh, right? I, I'm the best player, as in because I always have the spotlight, uh, quote unquote, with roll for luck. I tend to help boost everybody else. Yeah. So I, in real life, got a neutral rogue. In any other game, I try to steer from rogue unless it's a tricks rogue. Um, mm. But. Yeah, I kind of help boost everybody else so they can have their spotlight. <laughs> so you're even as a player, you're kind of a dungeon master. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. You know, over DM. You know how some players, uh, DM players, will try to over DM the DM. I don't do that. I do beg for things though. I'm like. Hmm, but what if I could do that? Like, think about outside the box. You complain when we do it. Yes, I do. The hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
she knows the other side when i try to lawyer for my fellow players and yet here she is trying to lawyer when she gets a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) i don't lawyer i just make it happen by accident it's fine Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the the power of the dm yes for doubt Well, I think that's amazing because it shows that you're a facilitator, uh, right? You're like you're like making it happen not only uh, around the table as a player, as the DM, but also as uh, you know the producer of making you know girls run these worlds happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's got to you know hit the same pleasure button, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, I just I love making <laughs> stories occur, and that's something that I think is rare out there in this world, and you know we should we should foster it more. Yep. Celebrate yes, it. Please. Also foster it by sending money because we need more to do with the more things. Money. We need it. Yes. Money. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> sucks. But if you could just rain a little bit over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's pouring everywhere. Pour a little bit here. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, to that to that end, what's a what's a good way to get people listening now to you know be active, to support, to you know to give monetary support or 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 just internet you know support? What's what's the best way to make that happen? Uh, like, subscribe, share. You know, all the things that is girls from these worlds. Um, and then uh, drop us a coffee every now and again, or go to we have a merch store. Um, oh, really? That's cool. Worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a uh, uh, thread list. We've got we've had some sponsorships, sponsored games. We actually had a sponsored. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. You're alien allowed. Game. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a sponsored alien game. Uh, just uh this last couple months. Uh, which is pretty cool. And we had some other sponsored games, which are really awesome. Um, so it helps pay, uh, the people for their time, and it also helps us upgrade people's tech so that they can play more stuff with us. So. That's awesome. Uh, Hit us up on uh, the Twitters and all of our wonderful stuff. Our Twitch will have all of our links and stuff as well. Great. Yeah. What's the word? Yeah. I mean, do you want to just? Oh, what is it? Yeah. Uh, Just uh, shout it out here, uh just uh, in 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 audio Um, form. In addition to all the links we'll put in. You know, I I'm a higher up there, so you think I would have it just, you know, saved <laughs> you or think, something? You uh, we finally yeah. stumped. But like a professional, you're <laughs> filling time like until a, you can right. actually, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh huh, yeah. Like okay, so for instance, <laughs> if I were to have, if I had it in front of me, right, like it would be something like, um, girls run these worlds, or, or Twitter specifically is girls run. Lord, why? Girls <laughs> run while, worlds. While Ryu is struggling right now, I will promote myself because I am precious and wonderful <laughs> and a delight. Uh, you can find me anywhere at Madame Ava Couture. It is it's Couture like the fashion thing um, on Twitter, Twitch. I I don't stream, but you will see me lurking on Twitch. Uh, I have a Beacons um, website, so you can get that link on my Twitter. Uh, and you can send me money through all the cash applications because Beyonce tickets are expensive, y'all. Right. <laughs> and I did get Beyonce tickets. <laughs> it's just expensive and I would like some money back from it. Because <laughs> tax season, I don't think I'm going to get much. <laughs> Oof. I feel that. Yeah, figure it out, please, please. Okay. Um, did I buy you enough time, Ria? <laughs> so much. Thank you so much. It was You're on welcome. my link tree like a fool. Um, 
it's <laughs> the girls from these worlds uh dot com is the official website for us um and there you can find our twitch uh youtube where we put all our VODs and um, Instagram and Twitters. And on those, uh, all the way at the bottom, if I'm not mistaken, will be our coffee and our thread list. But uh, girlshoneysworlds.com is the place to get all that information. The quickest. Love it. All right. All right. Head there now. I'm going to get a t-shirt because... You got to get them for your daughters. I need t-shirts. Yeah, that's where Mm. it's at. Start them young. Yeah, just be careful on which one you get because we do... There are. There is a dungeon mistress one. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. great. As long as it doesn't say uh, you know Fraggle Rock on it, uh, you know. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're Girls good. run do, these. I think we do have another Fraggin uh, world. <laughs> just, just read that. I want. Carefully, is all I'm read saying. Before <laughs> clicking on it. Mm, I love going it. Shopping. <laughs> well, thanks so much for both of you being on. Uh, love everything that uh, we talked about, and uh, you know, here's to, here's some more. Here's some here's some coffees coming your way. Yep, so Ooh, good. So good to meet you. Nom 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 nom. Nice to meet y'all too. This here. is so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what an inspiring conversation it is when we get folks uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons out there and making it their own. Uh, it is it's fantastic. I love the it. The more people, the better. Yeah. Love and this. More women, more uh, people of color playing Dungeons & Dragons and not just doing it in the home games, but uh, streaming it out there to the world and creating these uh, communities and spaces where uh, women storytellers can feel empowered. Like, you know, that's my jam. That's, I, I think, you know, with, with, with my daughters and your passion yep. for education and getting uh, young people into it, I love that that angle, that question that you were talking about is like, are there younger people that are feeling inspired for by what Girls Run These World is doing. I mean, they'll just be, like, it'll just not be a thing, hopefully, because of the work that people like Ryu and Ava are doing. That yeah. It's just normalized <laughs> that it's there are women and femme dungeon masters everywhere you look. Dungeon mistresses abound. Dungeon mistresses. Uh, definitely excited to check out the merch, too. Totally. Yeah. I love merch. More merch. More merch. Awesome. Well, if you want to jump in and start running your own worlds, those of you listening out there, uh, you can do all that through D&D Beyond. It's a great place to start. It'll get you locked into uh, some digital content out there. Uh, but of course, follow us along on social with wizards underscore DND on Twitter. Facebook pages, uh, the Discord server, uh, as uh, shown uh, by both uh, Ryu and Ava, is a great place to meet and uh, find interesting people that are more in your wheelhouse for the storytelling that you would like to do for Dungeons & Dragons. So get out there and and meet and mingle in the social networking spaces out there. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, so, Shelley. You yes. and I are, are going to be at the Get Lit Festival talking about Welcome to Dragon Talk very soon. I know. I'm excited. Can't wait to uh, meet uh, former Dragon Talk guests, uh, Dr. Terrence McMillan, uh, who has been awesome enough to get us here at this event, as well as Justice Arman, who is dungeon mastering for us. Uh, dungeon mastering an adventure that he penned. For from Ooh. keys from the golden vault. So, do you think that's? Have you ever DM something you wrote? Not 
anything that I wrote and that was published, but I have certainly like, you know, done more sketching out of an adventure on yeah. a couple of pages, you know, the bullet points that we were just talking about, like, you know, and then run that a couple of times. I wonder what that's like. Like, is it like, I don't know. I don't really have anything to compare it to. Mm. Reading your own, narrating the audio. Narrating your own book is kind of similar. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is it, is he, does it make you feel more protective or are you more just like, eh, get out there and play and see what happens? I don't know. I guess I that's a good question. I think prep is a little bit easier just because you lived and breathed it, right? <laughs> I and hope like, so. You know, knew what was happening. So I feel like you can run with the, the roll with the punches a little bit more. Yeah. That's kind of it. It's where, where you don't have to necessarily worry about um, the details, but you feel very comfortable with the skeleton and the bones, as we talked about in this interview. And then just skeletons uh, and bones. Have fun with the different, um, you know, muscles and sinew and flesh that you put on said bones. Whoa. I am destroying this metaphor, but I'm going to make it happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I appreciate you stuck with it. And if you want to find out about our appearance at the Get Lit Festival and all the amazing other things that are going on, uh, you can follow me at Greg Tito on Twitter. I am also underscore Tito at uh, Instagram and a couple other social media places like the Mastodons. Uh, No. What about you, Shelly Moo? Well, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Shelly Moo. So please join me. Yes, we shall. Yes. And go to your website, of course. And my website, ShellyMazinoble.com. What a great dot com out there. And I am going to put it out there. GregTito.com is going to be a thing, hopefully, by the when? time you're listening to this. Hopefully. Really? Yeah. I've got it. Uh, I've got it almost ready to go. I just got to work on some contact page shenanigans and things like that. But How uh, exciting. I know. I want to get uh, that out there. Now I feel locked in and I have to do it. So well, deadlines. And you'll find out they about all the productions deadlines. I'm doing from Deadline Productions, including uh, Ex-Husband, which may be in a film festival coming up very soon. Wait, yes, we haven't talked about this in a little while. I know. We what submitted it to a whole bunch of places. And so we're just waiting to hear back um, about when uh, it can premiere. Uh, is it in? Not quite yet. Soon. Oh my gosh, this no, is no. so exciting. We did all the er- early entry deadlines. So we have to kind of wait for all the oh, deadlines now you have to, to kind of... Yes. To go by and then, then of course, to make their decisions uh, and, and announce those. So, fingers crossed. Okay, well, I have an outdoor movie projector and a screen. Can we do a West Seattle premiere? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking about doing it at, I don't know why, but the Dakota uh, building. It's like a... Uh, on California, there uh, we'll talk later. But oh my gosh! And I'm there's actually, a new, there's actually a new place that just opened too that is l- exactly for this type of thing. I was also meaning to think about just the Admiral Theater, the place where I saw the D and D movie, our, our our movie theater. I might be able to do it there too. Oh my god! Right? I'm so excited. We'll make it. We'll make it happen. Awesome. So hopefully, we'll be uh, showing that off. Ex husband, wonderful short film, um, and uh, hopefully leads to to more exciting things. But speaking of leading to exciting things. Trunky Two Shoes, you cast a minor illusion of the missing speaker from Good. the Radiant Citadel, Shola, uh, and somehow convinced the guards that Shola was running away, and they followed, trying <laughs> to track her down. And what do you and your uh, what do your crew do? Okay, so for I don't know if if Drunky can can ascertain this in a split second, but when they left, mm-hmm. did it seem like they were like, oh, get her? Or was it more like, oh, she's back. 
like, could I tell like what their demeanor was? Roll me a um, a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen. So yes. they seemed like they were eager to find her. They wanted they wanted to find her, um, not through any not not to arrest her, but just to be able to to know where she is and know that she's safe. Oh, okay, so they're worried about her too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're they're running past, um, and there's uh, I remember I you know it's almost like a little bit of an atrium. You have to go around a few, um, you know, uh, inside this crystal, this like living large crystal is carved out these hallways, and then you kind of have to do a few twists and turns before you get open into the uh, preserve of the ancients. That's a little bit more uh, green and uh, a larger room. So you have a split second. Are you going to continue with your minor illusion? Yes, but I want to. Continue with it as long as I can before me and the rest of my party runs off to where to Shola's office, whatever it would be. You met her in the preserve of the agents. It was oh, in that she, larger um, area. Oh well, we just have to. We just have to scatter. We have to go. We can't go in their direction. So you're going to go out. Yes. Of the citadel. No. Into the, into the city itself, or there, into the preserve of the agents. That's my only choice. Or right, let's just go. Let's no, go. I mean, no, you. I mean, you have infinite choice, but I, I was trying to which direction are you going to go? I don't want to go where they. I want to like go somewhere. I want this to get in, mm-hmm. but I don't want them to see us because I want us to be able to explore without the guards on our tail. Okay, so I'll say that the the entryway has a few uh, has two exits, and the, and it goes through offices and other things. Uh, so you can lose them or attempt to lose them there. Okay. Okay, Let's do that. so you go through that. They're going one way. You show the minor illusion of Shola going uh, to the left. Yes. And then yes. The, you're going to, you, what are nightmare. you going to say to the party? Let's go. Follow me. All right. And you try to go that way. Um, I'm going to ask for two rolls, though, now. Oh, because okay. one is a, another uh, deception roll to try to see if they will believe this uh, illusion that is not making a sound and is going... <laughs> uh, farther down. So go ahead and roll me a deception roll there. 16. 16. Okay, good. So you are able to uh, at least get them out of this entryway area uh, and around a corner. You're out of sight. There are a couple other people mo- milling about though. So roll me a stealth check to see if you are able to get in without being detected. Funny. 20. Okay, great. Uh-huh. All right. So yeah, you go through and, and the... Th- uh, group is moving um, somewhat hurriedly, slowly. How, how are you progressing through these hallways before you get to the open? We'll say the equivalent of um, walking, like you have to boop and you're trying to get to the bathroom, like not running, <laughs> but like kind of stiff walking, but quickly on yep. on, on your toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, clenching cool, cool, your cool. okay. Interesting. Um, so. <laughs> As you're doing that, you catch a glimpse of some people noting your your uh, passing, right? So uh, a, a few elves, a few uh, humans, uh, one gnome, um, kind of uh, in these offices as you're passing by. Um, and uh, I'm gonna see. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, as you're kind of going past these offices. Uh, the gnome, uh, a small, tiny voice calls out and says, Hey, uh, what are you doing? Don't you know we're in a lockdown? Yes. That's what I say. <laughs> you say yes? Hold up. Yes. Stop. 
Can't stop. Locking down. And you keep going? Yes. Samson is like, wait, 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 we should, no. Just go. All right. And uh, you keep going and you hear, hey, hey, wait a second. Okay, I'll stop. What? We need to find Shola. We're all trying to find Shola. Well, you're sitting in an office. Like, I don't really know how that's helping. That's what they told us to do. Why are they, what, what do they tell you to do? They, somebody thinks they saw her. So we're looking. Where are you looking? In the offices. Like you where we are. <laughs> I, this is highly irregular. Should I, I, I might have to call someone. Okay, I'm going to go up to him. Because oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big tabaxi. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking at you. He's got his hands on his hips being like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know why this makes me laugh. <laughs> but I just imagine I'm going up to him on this little tiny gnome and I'm going to grab his little fist. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what my mom used to do to me. I'm going to take a little pinch on his tricep. <laughs> Ow. So he's he's holding his his, his hands on his, on his hips, and you go and pinch his tricep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, I feel like uh, you need to roll me a. Uh, yeah, you have to roll me an attack to see if he can get through there and and, and make that pinch happen. What an attack? Yeah, uh, just do like an unarmed attack. Um, so add your dexterity bonus or your strength bonus, whichever is more. Oh my. My dexterity bonus is more. Okay. I'm now I feel bad. I kind of wish I didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love it. All right, roll, roll. <laughs> and then uh 16. 16. Oh, okay. So yeah, you go out and you rinse <laughs> and you pinch the skin on his oh god, I hate this so much. Um roll uh 3d8 psychic damage. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, and he goes, you monster. <laughs> I have claws too. <laughs> um, and he's basically thrown up a hue and cry. And uh, you start to hear like, hey, you start to hear voices and, and, and people Wait, coming to your position. Do I really have to roll my psychic I, damage? Yeah, sure. I just think psychic damage is what that pinch would do. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Total? Oh, my God. He's on the ground. He's like, I can't move. It hurts so much. Ow. That's a little dramatic. I am dramatic. <laughs> I and, pick him uh, up. Can I just pick him up? Yeah. And then, you, you, and then he's like, ow. I, I, cr- I cradle him like a baby. I'm just a bureaucrat. Okay, well, we're going to And then need... we'll pick it up next time as you're holding and cradling this very loud, <laughs> crying gnome man and uh, more people are coming to you. Oh, gosh. I keep <laughs> making mistakes. I love it, though. It's so good. Uh, uh, Till next time. All right. All right.